Society and Humanity, this is uh, a shir in a way is part two of, of, of yesterday's shir. Yesterday we talked about the fact that a Kohen uh, is not allowed to be metame, he can't uh, come into contact with a dead body, uh, unless it's one of the seven close relations uh, or, or a mate mitzvah. And we talked about why that is, why he's not allowed to come into contact with a dead body why he can do so if it's one of the close, close relatives, and, uh, and why he can't do so in the case where there's been a mutilation of the, of the relative's body. Um, today we, we focus more on, on mate mitzvah, which is the need to take care of the burial needs of, an, of, of a person who has nobody else to bury them. Uh, the, either the person has no relatives or... One comes across the body out in the country where there's nobody around. That's called a mate mitzvah, where there's a mitzvah to bury that person, even if they're not related to one at all. And in this sense, the Nazir and the Kohen Godel have a similar halacha. Because the, the Torah tells us in, in Pashat Emor, the Kohen Godel, we're talking about a Kohen Godel here, doesn't go out of the Beis HaMikdash, he should not be Mechalel the Beis HaMikdash, because there's a crown of oil anointed on, uh, 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 oil of, of Hashem's oil on him, I am Hashem. So we see this, the idea of Nezer, the word Nezer, Nezer is a crown, um, and Nezer also comes from the word Zar, which is, which is stranger. So a, a person wearing a crown is somewhat estranged from the population. They, they have to conduct themselves in a, in, in a different sort of a way. Something that Harry and Meghan haven't learned yet. That you can't, you can't wear a crown and act like the Hamonam. You've got to choose. You want to be part of the population? That's fine. You want to wear a crown? That's a different, uh, a different kind of behavior is needed. And for Anozir in Parashas Nassau, the, the Torah tells us, Anozir, unlike a regular Kohen, but like a Kohen Gadol, cannot be metame even for the seven close relatives, father, mother, brother, sister, son, daughter, husband, wife. Um, he can't be metame even for a close relative. If a close relative dies, he can't take care of the body. Again, we see that idea of, of nezer. Uh, so so this, this din we take further in the Mishnah that we have on, on Daf Memdal. Here the Mishnah says, There are three categories of isur that apply to a nazir. He can't be metame. He can't shave his hair. And he can't drink anything of a grape extract. Those are the three categories of alachot. And then the Mishnah goes on to explain each one has a, it's sad chomer, has an, an, an aspect that is more severe than the others. So for example, in the case of tumah and shaving, there's, a, there's something more serious than the drinking of wine. That if he does shave or he does become Tommy, it undoes his entire Nazirut and he has to start counting from scratch. Not so if he drank, if he drank wine. Uh, 
drinking wine has a severity. That's the part we want to focus on. That there is no area of this issue, of this transgression, that is allowed. And we'll explain it in a moment. Uh, but in the case of Tum'ah and Tiglachat not becoming Tamei and not shaving, there are situations where it's allowed. The Tiglachat Mitzvah, if he becomes a Mitzorah and he has to shave as part of the Tara process, that's a Tiglachat Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah to shave. He's allowed to do that even though he's a Nozir. Uvamet Mitzvah. And if he comes across a mate mitzvah, he's allowed to be metame himself to deal with the mate mitzvah. So there are situations where that's allowed, um, but there's, but there's no situation where he's allowed to where he's allowed to drink. So the Gemara goes on to say further down, Why don't we figure out a kavachomer from wine to allow the kohen to to be metame? Uh, one should be able to learn it from, from Yain that he should not be allowed to be metame even for a mate mitzvah. That's what the Gemara is looking at. Maybe there's a kalvachomer from Yain. What's the kalvachomer? Wine which does not undo the full nazirut. He doesn't have to start counting again from scratch. So wine is not that severe. And nevertheless, there's no case where wine is allowed which is more severe because it does force him to have to count from scratch. Surely it, there must be a case where it would be allowed, for example, a mate mitzvah. The posuk we had in the, on the top from, from Pashas Naso. He may not become Tamei for his father or his mother or any other close relatives. So we learn from there, it's only his father and mother that he isn't allowed to be Mitame, but he is allowed to be Mitame for a mate mitzvah. That's what the Gemara says. So we've got to look at why that difference. A regular Kohen is allowed to be Mitame for his close relative, and for a mate mitzvah. A nazir and a kohen gadol is not allowed to be metame for a close relative, but for a mate mitzvah they are. Why the difference? And we learned the Shem Mishmul yesterday explaining, the Shem Mishmul, we, we said we didn't have time to explain him in, in full, he was the Sochet Rebbe, the second, second Sochet Rebbe, the first Sochet Rebbe was the Avnei Nezer. Avner Nezer is a set of Shailas and Shuvas that we use, unbelievable Lomdes, also the Igle Talon on Melechah Shabbos he wrote. And that's another example we've often spoken about. It's such a wrong picture to think that there was this enormous split between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim. It depends what Hasidim and what Misnagdim. The Avner Nezer was the Sochet Rebbe, but his work is completely embraced in the Litvish canon. Uh, and, and we've often talked about the fact when a, when a Hasidish source is a Lamdin in, in Gomorrah, in Halokha, they, they, their work was completely embraced. It's only when there were Hasidic leaders who were not who were not Lamdonim and Gomorrah, and they had a, and they created philosophy. We accept philosophy from people who are also Tamid Chachomim or Lamdonim. That's the qualification. And today, that's also important to know. Everybody uh, is publishing their blogs and their Divrei Torah and everything on the internet. Who are they? Are they Tamid Chachomim? In which case, one can rely on their. Uh, on, on their lomdus and engage in it, or they amaratsim, uh, putting forward philosophic ideas that they—it's their own opinions. It's not—it's not part of Torah. 
to be part of Torah, it's got to be somebody who knows how to learn and extrapolate from the Gemara, from Talmud. Um, and the Sochat Shavarebbe was, was certainly one of, one of those greats. And his son, the Shem Mishmuel, um, was, was interested. The Shem Mishmuel is a sefer on, on, on Chumash. We're based on his father's work. The Shem Mishmuel is also a, a grandson of the Kotzke Rebbe. On his paternal side, the, the Kotzke Rebbe was his grandfather. So he comes, he's steeped in philosophy and, and Hasidus, as well as in, 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 in the, uh, an enormous time Chachem. He had from two wives, he had 21 children. Uh, all except two were wiped out in the Holocaust. You just get a sense of the enormity of that tragedy. Two came to Eretz Yisrael in the 1930s. He was a big proponent of Eretz Yisrael. And two of his children came to Eretz Yisrael. One settled in Tel Aviv, and, he, and his son was killed in the, in the War of Independence. He was fighting near Afula, um, and, and he fell in the War of Independence. And his daughter, Sarah, also came to Israel in the 1930s, and their child, Sarah's child, is Reb Shabtai Rappaport, who was the Rosh Kola in Barilan until recently. Uh, Reb Shabtai Rappaport married Moshe Tender's daughter, Rivka, who's a big educator in, in Israel today. Uh, so we still have we still have remnants of the Shem Mishmul's family, uh, Baruch Hashem, in our midst. And he said yesterday, you remember, that a coin's job is to link together the world of above with the world of below. That's, that's his job. The spiritual world with the physical world. The world of Ruchnius with the world of Gashmius. And a dead body is, an, is a manifestation of the opposite of that, of the severing of that connection. And we talked about the fact that of a relative, even a dead body is a, an image. Is, it's like a, a sculpture or a picture of the, of, of the person that was. And there is continuity that although the person dies, the relationship continues. And that's why a Kohen can have, it can engage with the body of a, of a close relative. So why not a Nazir? Why can a Nazir not do so? So there's a magnificent Sefer HaChinuch in, in Shin Ayin Vav, where he talks about that. And we learned Sefer HaChinuch on the Kohen yesterday. Here, the, the, He takes the, the same sort of approach, but he indicates something that can give us the basis of an understanding of why even based on the on the Shemishmul's view, why a Nazir is different. And he says, It's so serious. A Nazir can't even be Kamtomi for his mother or father. Whereas a regular Kohen can. The difference is a Kohen is born a Kohen. He didn't choose to become a Kohen. And, and, and he's been Kodesh all the time. But he lives a normal life, says the, the Sefer Achinuch. He engages with his friends and his relatives. He goes out for dinner and he goes out to a restaurant sometimes with them and he celebrates with them and he's close to them. It's just that his, his job is to work in the Beis Amikdash. Part of his time he's in the Beis Amikdash, but the rest of the time he's living a normal sort of a life. Whereas a Nazir is, is different. He separates himself. Uh, in the case of a he separates himself from society. A nausea who can't even drink wine, he doesn't go out for dinner. He doesn't hang out with his friends. He's not, he doesn't live a social life. And Nozir has separated himself from a, from a social life, um, whereas a Kohen hasn't. A very important distinction. A Kohen has a social life and Nazir doesn't. 
So what are we learning? And that's the idea of a Nezer al Rosho. He's got this crown of separation on his on his head. And therefore, it makes no difference if, if people are relatives or not. He gets no pleasure from social engagement, the Nazir. While he's a Nazir, all he wants is to be connected to Hashem. And he goes on to, to explain that even after his Nazirut, some of that is, is left over. By a Nazir deciding to become a Nazir, he's making a, a choice to disconnect, to disengage from society. That being the case, so what did we say is the whole, the way we explained it yesterday, based on the Shem Ishmur, is a Kohen, that relationship with his relatives continues even after death. But the Nazir severed the relationship even in lifetime. He disengaged from his relatives and from his friends. That's what Nazirut is. So there's no continuing of the relationship after death. A Kohen, as the Sefer HaKinuch explains, has a social life and he's connected to his relatives and to his family. So when, the, when his family pass away, his, the relationship continues after death. But Anozi stopped the relationship before. He actually disengaged from society. So if he disengaged from society, we understand he's not allowed to have a, a connection with the body, even of his relatives. Why is a mate mitzvah allowed? So we see from the, um, the there's a Gemara in Brochus and, and a Rashi there where the Gemara talks about human dignity is so important that even a mitzvah, the negative mitzvahs of the Torah are set aside for the sake of human dignity. And, and Rashi says on the next page in Brochus on the case of made mitzvah, Mate mitzvah is covered abrius. That's human dignity. And Tosfos talks about the fact that, that it's, it's a very severe form of human dignity to leave a body unattended and, and unburied is a, a serious denigration of, of human dignity and something we have to be very careful about. So from here, what I want to introduce you, here's the Matmon, is there's a difference between disengaging from society and disengaging from humanity. Society is the social element of, of people's interaction. And a person can decide, a nausea, a person decides, oh, that's, not what, that's not what I'm interested in. I, my life is Torah and mitzvahs, I'm, I, all I'm involved in is learning. And we have many Gedoli Yisrael, even till this day, who live that way. They're not Nazirim, but their lives are, are completely around their, their learning. There's nothing else in their, in their lives. And some that even for their close relatives, they hardly have a relationship with their own family, and people don't understand that. Some Gedolei Israel are very close to their own family, but some are so involved in, in Torah and what they're doing for the Tzibur that they're not even engaged with their own family, and people find that, are critical of that. But that is, they're like Nazirim, they've just decided, that's not where I am, I'm in this, I'm, I'm, my role is to be dedicated to Hashem and to Gedusha and to, and to Limud HaTorah. Uh, but disengaging from society doesn't mean you disengage from humanity. And COVID is respect for people, that continues, that you can never disengage from respect for people. You can say, I'm not hanging out with my friends, I'm not going out for dinner with my friends, I'm not having drinks with my friends, and even with my family, that's not what I'm doing. But if there's a need, and if humanity has a need, if there's a need for, for engagement in humanity and COVID abrius, that overrides everything that one, that one has to do. And just to understand that difference, you can choose a particular society that you don't want to engage in. A society that doesn't, what we're doing, you see the polarization 
here in Israel and elsewhere today, polarization between left and right and religious and non-religious. You want to disengage and not have to, anything to do with that group of people over there? That's fine. Have nothing to do with that group of people. But you can't disengage from COVID abrius. You owe, you owe COVID abrius to treat every human being with dignity, to t- treat even the people you're opposed to with dignity. A mate mitzvah is whoever it is. It doesn't matter who the person is. You want to treat people with dignity because they're b'tselem elokim. Each person is, is in the image of Hashem and one has to recognize that and treat them that way, irrespective of what society they belong to, what community they belong to. And this is a very important tool of self-management to understand the difference between society and humanity. I can choose my society, but I can't choose whether or not to be part of humanity. I am part of humanity and I've got to engage in my responsibility to humanity.